Welcome, everyone, to Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. We've got a packed episode. There is so much. I'm wasting time right now. Scott, let's get down to the business, the brass tacks, the head chops, the blueprints for the barn, the cows that are ready to be shaven. Let's get down to it. Oh, we got to shave so many cows today. That's how it rolls. Yeah, comedians live in Hollywood. We love professional wrestling. Blah, blah, blah. We don't give you the news. We make it up, uh, you know, new slogan every week. Declaration of Independence, Lords of Mm -hmm. Pain. Go to the real places, guys. Yeah, go to the Declaration of Independence for your wrestling news. Declaration of Independence. Oh, and the the pants. Yeah, it's like Declaration of the Indies. Pants. Mm -hmm. Dot net. Right. I don't know if they're still around. We have on the show coming up today, we have interviews with... Progress Wrestling's Rosie Lee, Ollie Armstrong, and Tommy N coming up later in the show. Very exciting. Be excited. Um, speaking of exciting, there's an epic match. I have to mention it. I have to mention it. Steve hasn't seen it yet. Epic. Cesaro. Drop the Antonio. Just Cesaro. Versus Cena. Happened on Raw. Really? Tell me Tell me everything about this. Okay. Uh, have you heard about this? Have you, have you have heard about this? this? Have you heard about this? This is, is is clearly going to go on the best of DVD of 2000. What is it? What, are you, what year is this? 2014. I've been in England. I don't know what year it is. It's 2014. 2014. Um, wait, just, I mean, everybody's, that's the thing. Everybody's seen this match except for you. The person I talked to on the show, the listeners have all like, yeah, we know. We saw it. I'm not surprised by any means. Cesaro had an awesome match with Daniel Bryan when they did that gauntlet match with the Real Americans. And then Ryback came out. Mm-hmm. Real Americans? The yeah, Americans? they're real Americans. Yeah, I thought so. Don't piss off Swagger. Don't pass don't, don't question his Americanism I won't, and I how won't. real or fake it might be. I do, yeah, it, well, it's a scripted program, but I mean. It's real! Thank you, Jack Swagger. There you go. See? All right. Got him started. Uh, Yeah, he had a great match with Daniel Bryan. It's, I'm, John Cena knows how to wrestle. He doesn't have to do it all the time, but he knows how. How? He's got five moves, and they're very doomful. <laughs> they're dooming. They're doomply. You know, it'd be terrible if they were the five moves of gloom, because that's what all the <laughs> internet fans feel like. No, no, it's the five moves of gloom. Oh man, it bums me out ever so much. I mean, it just seems like he's hitting somebody with the tops of his knuckles, not even like the full force. He's literally crossing his body to hit them in the head. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's when they kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> just tiny little, tiny little nooses mm-hmm. in their parents' basement. They just shove an action figure down their throat. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Amongst the story that they tell, what's so fun about it is, can Cesaro swing John Cena? I don't know. Can he? Like you have to watch and find out. Oh, man. Because there's a lot of times where you're like, I guess he just can't do it. It's like that you can't powerbomb Billy Kidman. Yeah. He, Cesaro can powerbomb Billy Kidman. Look it up, buddy. Is he's unpowerbombable? Look it up. He's unpowerbombable? Unpowerbombable. What? Does he always reverse it or is he too heavy? Yeah. He's hurricane running it. His his jorts and, and white uh, wife beater don't allow it. Was this a storyline on on Nitro that Nash couldn't power Bob <laughs> Billy Kidman? A friend of mine, uh, Steve, who who uh, I've known forever, we talk wrestling all the time. He pointed out to me, and when we'd watch Billy Kidman matches, he could not be power bombed. Does he also turn it into like a swinging DDT ever? He or? turns it into everything. You know what? I remember this because there was when I got into wrestling. And I didn't have TNN. Yeah, when you got in, when you started breaking into the business. When I started breaking into the business via my local Blockbuster <laughs> and Silver Screen Video. Uh, I rented, You're welcome for those shout-outs, Silver Screen Video. <laughs> well, Silver Screen Video is still a, a retail 
It's a Bay Area uh, video store. Is it? I, yeah, it's on Grand Avenue. Maybe our friends at uh, Five Count know who uh, Silver, Silver Silver Lining video? <laughs> Silver Lining's video. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I read a bunch of Nitro pay per views. Jesus, WCW. God, I sound like someone's dad. So, you guys, uh, you're watching the old Nitro pay-per-views, huh? Maybe later you guys can watch a little bit of WCW Thunder presents WWF Raw. <laughs> oh, dad. Oh, got a girl over, huh? Well, don't forget to wear protection. It's raining outside. Here's an umbrella. I'd be a great dad. I hate kids, but I gotta be a great dad. Do you hate kids? I just, They make me uncomfortable. They I make can't... me uncomfortable at a wrestling event. Yeah, because I'm, I got some good swears all lined up. I one, I don't feel like I could ever instill consequences for actions the right way for kids. Like my, I'd read it. I immediately want to be like, "Hey, if you keep acting this way, I'm gonna scare you, and I'm gonna scare you real bad." And oh. then I feel like it's then it's like you're. I'm literally having. I'm shelling out money for psychiatry later on in the kid's life because I scarred them too early, too young. You have two boys in this scenario. Okay, how old? Uh, one is. Eight and the other one is five. Okay. And the five year old power bombs the eight year old through the kitchen table. Kitchen table or coffee table? I feel like coffee tables are the right height for him. A kitchen table, that's well, that is a table we use. Yeah, it's the kitchen table. It's through the table? It's through the kitchen table. No, the five year old power bomb the eight year old. Serves, serves me right for using a card table in the dining room and not getting my shit together and having two kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what do I do? Yeah. What do you do? I guess I go for the three count. All <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you're not a good dad. Well, apparently this my eight-year-old isn't Billy Kidman because I now remember out of watching all those WCW pay-per-views, he was always one of the first two matches mm-hmm. and uh, never got powerbombed. Can't be done. If you can find footage, listener, of Billy Kidman being powerbombed, send it to us. P.O. Box, <laughs> Curtain Jerks, <laughs> we can, at Twitter.com. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, you go. Okay. Um, so that happened. That, that's a big match. If you haven't seen it for some strange reason, if you're a Hulu person and you're like, I'll watch it later, like, watch it. You need to see it. And Steve, I highly recommend it. It's crazy good because it gets you ramped up for the chamber this Sunday. I'm excited. Speaking of the elimination chamber mm. that's this Sunday, it still sounds like a toilet room. Still sounds like a toilet room. The elimination chamber. Oh, I see what you're saying. I kind of prefer what they named the DVD uh, collection, the Devil's Playground. I think that'd be a much better name for a for this pay per view. Is that what they call it? That? Yeah, the Sa- best of Satan's, the elimination uh, chamber. Satan's Playground. Yeah, some Satany. I think it's Satan's Playground. Okay. Devil's Playground's pretty good too. That is good. Or Torture Chamber. It's pretty mm-hmm. good too. But you say it sounds too much like a toilet. The Elimination Chamber. Mm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like they don't call the Royal Rumble the over the top rope shit fest. For no. a good reason. I just made that up. That's a terrible title. <laughs> it's hard to sell with the shit in there. Yeah. Hey everybody, order the uh the newest pay per view. Over the top rope battle royal shit fest. <laughs> After uh over the limit. Yeah. The burrito. <laughs> that one, I think, is an improvement. Over the limit, the burrito? Yes. Uh, the whole enchilada is a great pay-per-view name for, is... a w- for a wrestling pay-per-view in general. That is a good name. Like, what was the, the something cup they were doing? Was that in Ring of Honor? They did World Cup? There was a one where they wrestled for... Oh, it was uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, right? Didn't they have a championship battle for Los Angeles, I thought, was for a cup? I am not familiar with PWG. 
It's a crime. It's, it's shameful how little we know about PWG. They're yeah. less than 50 miles from us. Well, you. Yeah, they're less than 100 miles for you. Yeah. I, Even I, 100? 100 I, I'm like 70 miles from here. You got to stop living in the, the Avengers space station. Uh, <laughs> Justice League. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy trailer really threw me for a loop. Is there a trailer? Yeah. They did, too. They did the original. Uh, did they? No, I guess it's just the main one that they released. Really? Yeah. Looks great. How have I not seen this? I don't know. It's on the internet. Where? On the internet. What? Is that near the Over the Limit burrito? Uh, well, should we get back to Elimination Chamber? Or, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sorry. Guardians of the Galaxy it looks great. It looks like Star Wars. Think of it this way. Every time you see the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's yeah. Marvel. It's Disney trying out Star Wars before they do Star Wars. So is Batista's character more like Chewbacca or Han Solo? Uh, I think he's more like Orlando, actually. Oh, can't be trusted. Yeah, he's a big, strong guy. Trying to take all the white women. Well, how many are there? Two. In Star Wars? Two. There's Princess Leia, and then there's the lady who says, Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Yeah, and Lando tries to take them both. That's true. You know, the lady who says many Bothans died looks like everybody's friend's mom growing <laughs> up in the, in the uh, early 90s, late 80s. The one that would let you watch wrestling. Yeah, the, that's, that's Mon Mothma? No, I always, I always think it's Mon Mothma. I don't think it's Mon Mothma. I don't know. I'm, I'm so far Babe removed. Babe A. Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put on those drapes, baby. Jabba the, the slut. <laughs> yeah. Cut that hair real short. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have another one like two minutes from now and yell it and be really happy about it. <laughs> I hope you do. So we got the chamber coming up. Of course, you can watch our predictions on youtube.com slash emperor palpitating. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, no, that, that one didn't hit so hard. No, it didn't. It sounded like a heart condition. Yeah, it did. It's, mm -hmm. it's an old lady. That's Betty White as a Star Wars character. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast where we can get our predictions videos and you can get those uh, wrestler pronunciation manuals, which are doing good. Doing good for us. It's, it's uh, Buku Numbers. Buku Numbers. Buku Numbers. Um, but another thing about the chamber, because you can hear I was talking about that there. Salacious cum. Whoa. Ah, that was pretty bad, too. I'm Th sorry. That looks like leftovers. <laughs> yeah, it was... I was really stretching. Don't let me derail us anymore. Don't Scott from now on. Don't let me derail this show. Okay. All right. Um, Hall of Fame. We've talked about Hall of Fame. A couple of Steve, what you're bursting. You got one. No, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to mess. Keep yeah, going. but we'll what is going. it? I know. I don't have one. I don't have one. Yeah, you do. I think you do. Can't do anything with Jawa. Okay. No Jawas. Well, I mean, Jawa is such a short she walk. There it is. Thank you. The Hall of Fame. Three inductees have been announced. We have Jake the Snake Roberts, Ultimate Warrior, Lita. Who's next? Who? Who is? Oh, Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Good one, Scott. Hold on. Don't don't get crazy. I don't know who's next. There's there's speculation. It's gonna be Paul Bearer. Um, who, you know, who knows who else? There seems to be a cap of only so many deceased members that go into the Hall of Fame per year. I know that they usually wouldn't do two, right? I don't think so. Who would the other one Because then it be? becomes kind of a bummer, you know? Yeah. Then you're reminded, like, oh, man, that guy? But you oh, do that got guy? three of the best out there. You got Lita, you got Jake the Snake, you got Ultimate Warrior. Who would be the other dead guy be? Well, none of those are dead yet. No, if they do Paul Bear. Oh. Well, gee whiz. I mean, you got your big boss man. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, 
the recently deceased Big Daddy V. He just well, passed. Where did he die? He, passed, he died this week. I was going to do a little thing at the end, like, hey, thoughts and uh, feelings go out to friends and family. Did they do something on Raw? Not that I'm aware of. God, I've seen that guy in more movies than I've seen him wrestle. W- one movie? Wrong Side of Town? No, he's in tons of stuff. Really? Yeah. No. King Mabel. King Mabel. Check it out on IMDb. Besides all the pay-per-views and stuff, he's in tons of movies. What other movies has he been in? Uh, Is he in The Centipede with you? No, I don't think he was. No, I don't. You'd think remember was, that. My God. That. Yeah, if you were behind him, you, <laughs> your gills, you'd have gills. They'd be bursting and you'd have If you're gills. behind him, you're in him. Yeah. I've seen him in tons of stuff. Wow. He always impressed me. He was always incredibly agile for the size that he was. He did that rolling kick mm-hmm. that blew my mind. Oh, incredible. So I don't think he's going to go in, though, even though, you know. Maybe too soon disease. for him. Might be too soon. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, definitely uh, I could see him going in. I don't know. What have they done in the past for uh, diseased wrestlers? Like who accepts it? Or is it just someone giving a speech and then? Oftentimes family members. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Perfect was Wade Boggs. Because he did uh, vignettes and they were close friends. Um, and I think the family was there too. Um, uh, who else? Uh, see, I can't even remember. But yeah, it's usually like friends and family that do that sort of thing. Scott, don't move, but I think Macho Man Randy Savage is right behind you. I, I can feel him. I can feel him poking his pinky in my neck. Yep, he is. Ah, yeah, talking about things, talking about greats, huh? Uh, hey, about your man Randy Savage, we're just talking about the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. Uh, would you like to join us and chat for a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Uh-huh, yeah, let's sit in down. All right, well, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Macho Man Randy Savage joining mm-hmm. us. We're, well, yeah. Macho Man, we were just talking about the Hall of Fame, and we were trying to think who would who'd be a good addition for the Hall of Fame. And we were thinking that maybe Paul Bearer might be involved. Yeah, he might be a good inductee, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. then we were just trying to, if... Because they're doing posthumously uh, inducting people, perhaps uh, who else would be welcome? I can tell you who would be welcome right now. Uh, who? The winner of the Elimination Chamber, Macho Man. Aha, yeah. You're going to win the Elimination Chamber? That's right. Mm-hmm. Which which match are you going to be I'm going to put in an extra pot up top. Uh-huh, yeah. Ooh, does it open up at the bottom or the side? It opens up at the side, huh? Okay. Yeah, and then I'm going to crawl through in the cage, huh? All right, Macho Man. Yeah, I'm going to come in. I'm going to elbow drop Daniel Bryan's beard. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, spoiler, uh, do you know when you're going to, your pod is going to open? Yeah, I'm going to be last, so that way my chances of winning are even better. Uh-huh. All right, well, what are you going to do with your title? What am I going to do with my title? I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the Hall of Fame as WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh-huh. So you do want to be a part of the Hall of Fame, Macho Man you Randy You got me. I got you. Uh, you yeah. said it. You said you wanted to go mm-hmm. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I want to go in as champion. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Fair enough. Hey, you know what, Macho Man Randy Savage? You don't need to be champion to be in the Hall of Fame. I, now that I think about it, I think you'd be a great addition to well, the Hall of Fame. I thought you do. I thought so. that's how Edge did it. Oh, by getting uh, a title and getting in? Yeah, yeah, he retired as champion, so I figured that's how you're going to do it. Is he the first retire <laughs> retire by champion? That's what I was about to say. Is he the first retired champion? As, didn't... as far as I know. Mm-hmm. God, everybody ends up having it stripped. Did from. Drew Carey win a championship? 
Well, he did win Best Celebrity Cameo at the Royal Rumble. See another champion, all retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Donald Trump, undefeated at WrestleMania, went into the Hall of Fame. Uh, which belt did he have that wasn't, you know, extremely expensive in leather? Best hair. That's not a championship, though, is it? Isn't it? You have a nice head of hair. Well, That's like you. a championship. True, but I we don't have a Curtain Jerks Hall of Fame yet. Yeah, you know who should go in it? Jack Swagger. Why? Because he's our most popular uh, guest on the show? No, he's a real American. That's something to salute. Yeah, but you're a real American. Well, Macho Man, where were you born? Where was I born? Florida. <laughs> I'd assume that to be correct. I would assume so as well. It's been so many years ago since I was born. True. I, I don't even know why I asked you I that. don't tap into my baby memories. Do nope. you tap into your baby memories? I would wish I could tap into your baby memories. Great glasses, long stringy hair, pickies up. I never wore the glasses as a baby. No, not even correctively? No, no. I just would, I would tape up my fingers. Of course. So I wouldn't suck on them. Of course. That's why I have the tape on my fingers, is so I don't suck on my fingers. You seem I like have an oral fixation. Really? That's right. I can hear it in your voice. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I've had far too many things in my mouth through the years. Indeed. So I got a grumbly voice because it all goes down in there deep and then it scratches up my larynx. Well, you got to be careful if you're swallowing that much pride, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Swallowing pride. Oh, that tastes good in the mouth. Yeah. Well, mm. See, well, oral fixation. Can you give me a lollipop? Uh, what do we got here? Uh, here we go. No, no, not a Tootsie Pop. I chew on those. I'm sorry. I've only it's got bad for the teeth. I've only got. Oh, you know what? I've got Reese's peanut butter cups and Airheads and also some Twizzlers. Go. Oh, all right. Give me a Reese's peanut butter cup and some toothpicks. I don't think we have any. It's a homemade lollipop. Oh, I got you. Or you can make a little peanut butter chocolate table for mice. I could, but then that would be bringing mice into this uh, podcast headquarters. You know what? That's a really good point. Sometimes I just think and say stuff without thinking. I want to induct a celebrity into the Hall of Fame. Who do you want to induct? Which celebrity would you induct this year? Mm, so many, so many. Yeah, there's the beautiful Maria Menounos. Yeah, I could induct her. That's a possibility. And then afterwards, have a couple of sandwiches. Go to which witch? Oh, get like maybe like a Greek sandwich or something? Or the shrimp pole boy. It's a special right now. Number eight. Uh, that's true. The number eight bag. Mm-hmm. I could induct her. Mm, who else could I induct? Uh, Mr. T. Where would you take Mr. T? Oh, I would take Mr. T to uh, Golden Corral. Ooh, that's the fish place. That's like the seafood place, right? That's the buffet place. What would you get for Mr. T? I, uh, he could get anything he wants. He seems like a very selective individual. You know what? It is a buffet. That's why he's got the uh, uh, he got the gold fork and the gold knife necklace. Yeah. It's because he beat cancer and he was feasting on life. Did he beat cancer? I believe he did. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Uh, one more celebrity guest for the Hall of Fame. One more celebrity guest for the Hall of Fame. And when I say guest, I mean like, guest of honor. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT? JTT. Where would you take Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Where would I take... To celebrate his his uh, inductee, uh, his, his invitation to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Universal City Walk. Well, there's a lot of restaurants at Universal City Walk. Oh, we would do the indoor skydiving. Oh, you wouldn't even get something to eat. I mean, you have a lot of places. You can just get, like, you If you get something to eat, then you indoor skydive. You're going to be swimming in your own vomit. (laughs) Well, swimming or falling in place. Either way, you can choke and die that way. That's true, but you have to go. You've already established that you're going and taking all these people to restaurants. Oh, I have. All right. Uh, And it's like 90 bucks for 15 minutes to go on that skydiving tube. 
What, you think I don't have money? No, no, no. You think I, I didn't save up? I, you know what? I did pretty well for myself. I'm sorry, Macho Man. I'm speaking, you need $90? I'm speaking for my own prejudice. you need $90? I could always use $90. Here's $90 for you. Wow, it's even taped up like your fingers. All in $2 bills. God, that's incredibly rare. All right, so you're going to skydiving with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. Universal City Watch. Mm-hmm. Where, what food do you get before you, I mean, you're going to have to risk blowing chunks. All right, we're going to have to risk it. There you know what, if you, if you go skydiving on an empty stomach, I feel bad for you. Why do you feel bad for me? Because the whole point is having that. It's all right. Elizabeth's locked away in the closet downstairs in the Universal City Walk next to the old King Kong. Well, now I feel bad for Miss Elizabeth. Why? She's fine. She's locked up with the old King Kong robot. She can be there with her emotions. Well, great. Just with That's giant... what women want. I've heard about it, I think, from Oprah. That women want, want be... their emotions, and so you lock them up with them. Yeah, that's, you know what? I think that's the worst thing for a woman is to lock her up with her emotions. What do you know? Are you married? Almost. Yeah, almost, but not <laughs> quite. That's well, what's keeping you. That $90 is going to be going right into the wedding fund. Yeah, there you go. Where are you eating with Jonathan Taylor Thomas at Universal City Walk before you go fly, fly diving in the sky tube? Panda Express. Oh, Panda Express. Mm-hmm. I love Panda Express. Yeah. So that way I know I won't vomit. Instead, I'll shit myself. Well, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, too. Good thing they're not letting you do tandem in the tube. Yeah, you got to have a personal overseer to help move you around in there. You know what? I really don't think I would feel good about this if I if I didn't ask, what are you going to eat that's going to make you diarrhea at Panda Express? I would feel terrible if I didn't ask that. Orange chicken. That's but the best stuff. Yeah, but it's going to make me diarrhea. Well, what else is on the plate? Are you getting fried rice? Are you getting the string beans? What are you? Come on. String beans? Yeah, you know, like the Prick King, but Chinese. I would get chow mein. Okay, chow mein and orange chicken. Yeah, chow mein and orange chicken. And a high C. God, you are just really tempting fate, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm going to live it up and get my $90 worth. Uh-huh. You get $90 worth of Panda Express and then go into the skydiving Yeah, tube. then skydiving tube for $90. Everything I do, I spend $90. That's Of course you do. No you're, more, no less. You're a high roller. I'm a high roller. Well, what about you, Macho Man? If you, if you got inducted into the Hall of Fame... Where would you? Live? Oh, I couldn't get into the Hall of Fame. Come on, you're you're huge. I'm you're no Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I know you're more. He was than, on Home Improvement. Yeah, but Ice T, Maria Menounos, you deserve Mr. T. What did I say? Ice T. I'd like to see Ice T in the Hall of Fame. That would be great. Richard Belzer could induct him. God, that'd be fantastic. Munch. Oh, is that his character name? Yeah. I thought you had uh, I thought another comedian and you have the nicknames for each other like, hey, hey, there's uh, there's Jay Leno, you know, Garble. Because <laughs> he garbles his jokes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I go by not enough open mics. That's what everybody calls oh, me. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, enough about me. Where I think you could be in the Hall of Fame, Macho oh, Man. And I think it. you should. I think you. Sh- I don't think you should lobby for it. But I think a lot of people want to see you there. Well, I want to be in the chamber so that way I could win and then I could go into the Hall of Fame. It'd be deserving. I'd I be a current champion. I don't think you need to be in the single pay-per-view. Oh, God, I was so excited. Knocked over Mike. I don't think you need to be in the single pay-per-view that's always on the road to WrestleMania. That's the speed bump to WrestleMania. You know? I think that you could just be in it. You wouldn't have to win the Elimination I wouldn't show. have to win the Elimination Chamber? No. I think you just show up and everybody would go crazy. But I'd have to have Jonathan Taylor Thomas by my side. Do you want him to induct you? That would be great. I don't know what he'd say. I don't know what he'd say either. Well, I guess it's a surprise. It is a surprise. Well, Do you want this issue of Tiger Beat? I've read it like eight times already. 
Yeah. Jeez. Is that, is that why you said Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah, he's been on the mind. Okay. Here you are. Thank you. I'll autograph this for you. All right. Macho man, Randy Savage to Steve Seer. Oops, I wrote seats. Oh, it's fine. It's Steve fine. seats. It's very, I like that you wrote out your entire autograph on Brian Austin Green and how he looks like he has a giant Rasputin beard. I appreciate that. You are welcome. Yeah, thank you. You're very, <laughs> thank you for joining that. You are welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Macho Man. You are welcome. Thank you, Macho Man. You're welcome. Thank you, Macho Man. You're welcome. Oh, man. He paralyzed me. I couldn't do anything when he poked his pinky in my neck. Oh, Scott, you're still here? Yeah. God, Macho Man. Every time Macho Man shows up, I have such a good time. He's a fun guy. Progress Wrestling. Tell me more. England's own Progress Wrestling. This is an amazing show I went and saw when I was on my UK tour. Seeing Impact, saw Progress Wrestling, and we chatted with Rosie Lee and Ollie Armstrong, two up-and-coming competitors at Progress Wrestling. At this point, they may have debuted. I've been trying to catch up on everything that there is. I saw the Chapter 11 show, which we will get more into later. I was blown away. We talk about a little bit in this episode, or in this interview, that when I arrived there, we went in through the, the back entrance, Tom Anstey and myself, who's sitting in the, the interview with me from Wrestling Memes. There are people lined up all around the block outside to see the show. And it's England. It's cold. It's wet. It's gloomy. kind of sucks. Weather's terrible. We do our improv show Saturday nights in Hollywood. Ooh, it gets a little windy sometimes, and I'm like, get me off these streets. Yeah. hundred years of imperialism be damned. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of people that if it starts sprinkling, they're not going outside. They're not dealing with the rain. They're not dealing with the parking. They're not doing any of that. Nope. People are fanatics. They're true fanatics about progress wrestling, and I can clearly see why. But we first will get to Rosie Lee and Ollie Armstrong and the interview I had sitting with Tom Anstey. Uh, and here it is. Enjoy it now. Right, so we are uh, backstage. Well, I say backstage. We're actually in the bar next to Progress. And uh, I have Scott sitting alongside me. And uh, well, we're about to teach you about English wrestling, Scott. Yes, and we're at the bar next to the bar. The bar next to the bar. Yeah, yeah there's yes, another we were bar. in the bar and we got moved to the other bar. Covered with um, two bars here. And uh, joining us right now are two of Progress's uh, up-and-coming stars. Stars, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. we'll go with so, stars. We'll go you have people lined outside uh, They're actually, to see you guys. Yeah, pretty much all here to see uh, yeah. me. They don't know that yet, but uh, I, think <laughs> well, that, I think they should yes, be. And, uh, now on the podcast, it's uh, Rosie Lee and Ali Armstrong. Hi. Yeah, hi. How are we doing today? Yeah, good. Uh, cold and wet, but that's Britain for you, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to tell Scott the whole time, it's not like this all the time. It is occasionally sunny. It is. It's, I picked, picked him up yesterday and it's just been non-stop. I think the great. summer of 98 was the last that's time we saw it. It was beautiful, yeah. eh? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> no, no, three no. hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Glorious. Right. So, uh, basically, what this is, is educating Scott on uh, British wrestling. So, if you tell Scott a little bit about who both of you are and... Uh, what do you do? <laughs> um, oh, that'd be a good start. So, uh, should we start with you, Rosie? Yeah, sure. Um, Rosie Lee, nice cup of tea. Courtney Wyman's known for you. So, um, yeah, like a bit of wrestling, a bit of drinking tea. 
quite a nice girl really yeah yeah quite fiery to be honest can't oh. really yeah can't really be controlled you have this hot magenta hair right now yes yes i do i like to stand out Mm-hmm. Don't want to don't blend in with the browns or the you know brown hairs, blonde hairs. I like that. Right, yeah. yeah. Be unique. And yeah, you have some very unique tattoos. I see right off the bat. You have yeah. cult of personality. I do. Oh, oh, right up around the WWF tattoos. Yeah. You haven't scratched off the No, no, no. I haven't blurred that one out yet. Yeah, no, no. The World Wildlife Fund hasn't come after you to try and blur out your tattoo. Not yet. So I try and just hide it if they're around. So. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ali, tell uh, Scott a bit about yourself. Uh, I am probably the single worst wrestler you may ever see, but that's not for trying. <laughs> I'm slowly learning. I've got this big book at home, and it's got like all the grapples I should ever need to know in any kind of wrestling situation. It's just I can't read them very well. So oh. is it text or is it? Uh, is there it there are some pictures there. Okay. I mean, I, I was looking for Baby's first pop-up book of wrestling, <laughs> but Fisher Price <laughs> hasn't released it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and having been trained by, uh, I want to say the late Jimmy Havoc, but he's not dead, he's just left us. So The evil Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, that's yes. it. The yeah. evil Jimmy Havoc. Bloody bastard. What a cunt. Indeed. What a cunt yeah. Um, <laughs> his training methods were, get it right or I'll hit you. No, you're still getting it wrong. Please, Jimmy, stop hitting me. Whereas now we've got Daryl Allen and Eddie Dennis, and they seem to be take, realizing that I can't learn that quick. <laughs> So come the next endeavour, we're going to see a technical masterpiece, aren't we? Of course. Jella Rose has been training me as well. She's my tag partner for this. Mm-hmm. So, um, really holding my hand through it all. But your pain tolerance level is escalating beyond anybody else. Cause... I have no idea how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, well, you mentioned Endeavour. Um, uh, Scott will not be familiar with the Endeavour shows, but uh, oh. tell, tell me a bit about that. It's basically... Um, it, it's it's the learn, it's yeah it's the progress N- junior the NXT of progress <laughs> it is yes yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, everyone yeah. knows NXT is much better than WWE so yeah, there we go well, yeah we, we don't want to say that because John might be listening yeah Endeavor is as you say is progress is raw Endeavor is NXT it's where we get to kind of our baby steps out in front of the crowd the world gets to see what we can and what can't do mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, hopefully to progress to the main roster at some next stage and. If anyone's listening out there and do want to book us, you know, <laughs> we, we are contactable by social media somewhere. Also available. Yeah. Make that known. Perfect. Yeah. And, um, for you guys, uh, experience for me, since I'm from America and I live in the Los Angeles area, something like this, we would never see. We would never see a crowd of people out in the rain, out in the cold, yeah. lining up for a show. Yeah. They would just sooner write it off and go, I'm not coming. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. But this is amazing dedication from fans. Definitely. Progress have an amazing, amazing fan base. You know, every show they put on, it's 11 now, isn't it? And they've yeah. all been sellouts. Yeah, we're at chapter 11 at the Yeah. Moment. The next the next chapter will be chapter 12, and they're moving to a bigger venue because they're just they're just selling out this venue. It's too quickly. It's just selling out so fast that they need a bigger venue because, you know, the fans are just so in demand for tickets. Mm-hmm. And they're amazing shows absolutely fantastic for someone that hasn't been to a progress show if it's your first time if you have you know you was interested as a child and then you come back and you watch one of these shows it's just amazing it's an amazing experience the atmosphere is just incredible and the wrestling is just yeah it's off the charts yeah, well, I mean, great. i started at uh i want to say chapter nine and uh, actually it was cat miller of wrestling talk tv told me i had to go and i was like okay and uh, and i went and i don't think i've been twice since no it's, it's just i'm just and then the worst one was when uh, was uh, we mentioned Jimmy Havoc, the bloody cunt. 
and he's there, oh. he's there with his bad knee, and I, he, he's, he's oh. chatting with us. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, hasn't he? oh yeah, it's quite bad. Yeah. And then he goes in the ring. So this is uh, for your benefit. So mm-hmm. He goes into the ring and just cracks Jim Smallman, the uh, the uh, one of the owners of Progress, over the head with a chair and goes to beat the living tar out of him. And uh, it was it was a Horrific. Horrific and shocking, yes. I actually felt my heart tear a little bit. (laughs) And um, and yeah, I'm sure we're actually, are we at 11? Yeah, we're at 11. And I'm sure he'll do something dastardly today as well, which you'll get to enjoy, Scott. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, For you guys, what point was it where, is it, I assume you didn't become wrestlers just so that way you didn't have to stand out in the rain and the cold for yourselves. That was exactly (laughs) what it was. that you sat there and you thought to yourself, like, I'm not going to watch this anymore. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get in there and be a part of this. Yeah. What was that moment for you? Was it one of the live shows? Was it at home? Was it? Do you remember that moment for yourself? I remember first becoming a fan, uh, watching WrestleMania three on um, VHS, and seeing Hulk pick up Andre and think, Oh my God, he's a superhero! Mm-hmm. And I've done everything. I've drank radioactive waste, I've been bitten <laughs> by spiders, and I have zero superpowers. Mm-hmm. But these wrestlers look superhuman, so I thought, well maybe if I come and train, I too can be superhuman. And other than having stupid D and superhuman pain resilience, I'm yet to have any powers. Well, if you put us side by side, you would look superhuman compared to my <laughs> skeleton frame, so <laughs> do our eyebrows up there. Yes! <laughs> and um, we'll just uh, we'll wrap it up here with one more uh, thing. You mentioned the training, and I was telling you just for the, with the podcast, my uh, first experience of you was, Ali, was uh, that your training video for, um, for Endeavour. Why'd you laugh? I was training hard for that. I mean, you mastered, eventually, sort of mastered getting the tag with Jimmy Havoc um, yeah. and a few things like that. But, I mean, if you uh, explain that to Scott as well. I mean, this video is available online. Yes, yes it's okay. through the Progress YouTube channel and okay. things like that. Um, yeah. You ever try to high-five your mate when you've been, oh, we've just done something incredible, what will seal this moment in manliness forever is a great high-five, right? and then you miss, and you feel like an idiot? Well, that's every single day for me <laughs> when it comes to tag team. It took so long, so Jimmy resorted to just slapping me in the face, because that's the same kind of contact. What? It's a legal tag, though. It's a legal tag still, yeah. It's a legal tag, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe do the, the Predator style, you know? Uh, where you go for the clutch and then maybe don't let go. I was always hoping for the top gun kind of in and down the bottom as well. That's advanced. Right yeah, there, I'm not ready yeah. for it. No, I don't think I've ever seen anybody make a tag like that. that would be, well, maybe at Endeavor be, 3, you could be in for a treat. Yes, we there. <laughs> Successful for, uh, for, for the listeners there, they actually just fist bumped. So, so you know what's going on there. And um, yeah, I think well, that, that'll about well wrap this one up. Well, for us American fans, where can we find you guys? Where, where can we reach you guys? Social uh, media, contacts, you, all that stuff. Catch me on Twitter, get ready for this, because it rolls just straight off the tongue. It's <laughs> at TH3P0W3R, because someone had the power for some reason. Stolen. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to read mine as well? Go on. I can't remember. <laughs> That's a tag team partner for you. Yeah. I'm at Rough House Rosie, and that's just rough. House, Rosie. Well, Rosie, by the sound of it, watch out. It sounds like he's about to turn on you. Yeah, the way it looks. Yeah, well, um, it's been beautiful. And uh, any parting words? Thank you so much for your time, guys, and I'm really excited to see the show. Yeah, hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you enjoy it, yeah. It does come with a health warning. Now, once you have seen One Progress, you will have to now come back for every 
single yeah. other chap. Yeah, it's going to be like, more expensive like for me. It's, it's pretty contagious. <laughs> Get those frequent fire miles in. All right. <laughs> but luckily for you, Scott, it'll be available on DVD. So yeah, yeah, there you go. And digital download. And digital download. Yeah. So anyone in America can watch progress. Just coming at you from so many angles. Sorted. There we go. That'll wrap that up. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks. I enjoyed talking to those two. I can they tell. Rosie's, she's a, she's a spitfire, that one. Yeah? Yeah. I understand she likes tea. She does. She likes a spot of tea. I like that. And a bit of wrestling. Uh, you asked a question that I really liked, and I want to hear more answers like this. And I think in the future it's something we're going to try to do more of, was when you said it's not what got you into wrestling. I like hearing about what was that moment like. When you were like, fuck everything else. This is what speaks to me. This is what I want to be a part of. And that I'm always... Yeah, were you sitting in the elimination chamber? You're like, no more. Yeah. I can't handle this shit anymore. I like that idea. I like hearing that sort of moment of instinct, not the, hey, so what got you into this? I want to hear when did people make the decision to get health insurance because they knew they were going to be falling on their back every weekend for the rest of their life, you know? When did the chase... Of the dream. chase of the dream. What chase the shit? of the dream? Yeah, that's bad translation. What do you chase of the dream? I got. Have this you seen tattoo. chase of the dream? I got this Google uh, Translate tattoo. Chase of the dream. So I'm sticking with it. When was the chase of the dream? Chase of the dream. Oh man, have you played that new Turbo Graphics 16 game? Chase of the dream. Chase of the dream. That's a uh, starring Bonk. That's a mini game on a Capcom arcade arcade brawler. Chase of the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by that because. For anybody that's really pursued what they wanted to do, like you and myself, we've had that moment and when we went, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah, this is going to be hard, but this is what I want to be a part of. This is stupid, but I want to do this. It's a good stupid. This yeah. is a good stupid for me. Oh, man, I want to dive into stupid. But they were fun, and they, they were great. Uh, and we're going to post uh, Ali's uh, video, which is, is very funny, on our Facebook and uh, on Twitter as well, so you can check that out. But it is now time for Jerk Tweets. Each week, go to Twitter.com and follow us at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. This week, Axe Wheeling Alex says, Candace Bergen, either young or old, makes her debut in the wrestling world to provide valet services for whom? P.S. That Jerk Tweet is for insulting your listeners' knowledge of 90s sitcoms. Hashtag fuck you, Steve Sears. Well... Axe wielding Alex, touche, my friend. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling Axe wielding Alex might have been watching it in primetime. Well, well, me and you were watching Murphy Brown when it came on after uh, uh, Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> I was uh, watching it in primetime. Jesus Christ, I feel young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we should do both. I actually think we should do her as a her, young valet and a now Candace uh, Bergen. Like the Boston legal yeah. Candace Bergen? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Boy, Candace Bergen, she she is amazing. She's beautiful. She's even beautiful in her age now. Yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's hilarious. She is cutting. Yeah, she'll cut to the heart to you. Yeah. She'll cut right to the heart of you. More than Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah will, like, get out a butter knife and be like, hey, do you mind if I use this on you? Yeah, I'll cut your heart out with a spoon, cousin. Is this okay? But Candace Bergen, she'll lay India hard. So, okay. Young, beautiful Candace Bergen. Beautiful, beautiful Candace Bergen. Who 
Would she be a good valet for? Is this through time? This is through a time warp. So any wrestler, yeah. I think she'd be good. Okay. With. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Time warp. Um. Hmm. God, you know what? I think I'd like this. Be a little bit weird. Dirty. Uh. Really dirty. Um. Billy Kidman. Really dirty Billy Kidman. Before you went with tank top and jorts, I want like dirty Billy Kidman, where he looked like what Trent. Mean? Where he looked like Trent Reznor fell off the back of a of a of a truck. He wore the brown T-shirt with the big onk on it. Was he in the flock? I think he was in the flock. Okay. So Billy Kidman leaves because Candace Bergen now comes and says, "You're coming home," and it's his mom. <laughs> it's the momager. Okay. It's the momager valet. All right, and that's young Candace Bergen. No, I think this this will be old Candace. Oh, this Bergen. is old Candace Bergen. Can, old Candace Bergen feuds by taking Billy Kidman out of the flock, and then Billy Kidman has to fight the flock in WCW. Mm, okay. Okay, I like that. All right, young Candace Bergen. Okay. Young Candace Bergen, who is so beautiful herself, but someone else who's even more beautiful. Who? Rob Conway. Hey, just look at him. Just look at him. Just look at him. And she tells people, just look at him. But at some day, it's just kind of building up inside her. Hey, just look at me. Yeah. Just look at me, Candace Bergen. So she cuts these awesome promos about how great she is. And so, of course, Rob Conway's got to be great because she's valet managing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Good job, Scott. Thanks. Thanks. And then she has secretaries, and none of them work yeah, out. Yeah, none of those secretaries work out. And then Miles shows up. Who's Miles? Who's Miles? That's Shane McMahon. Shane. Who's is that the plumber? No, Miles was uh the news boss. Who was the guy uh the plumber? Who's the There's guy Frank who, Fontana? Yeah, who's, sports. Who's the guy who was raising her kid? Who was her handyman? Oh yeah, the painter. Yeah. Art? He just hung out? He was forever painting. Yeah, he's the bad guy from uh from striking distance. And he's also in Beverly Hills Cop Two. Yeah, it's the sting operation. It's like, I smell pork. Do you smell pork? I smell pork. And uh, yeah, he's in there. Like the guy was amazing. He was really good, but he died early. He died. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Um, who was the cameraman? The cameraman. The guy who he looked Murphy like Brown on Murphy Brown. He looked like uh, Matt Frewer, but it wasn't Matt Frewer. Who's Matt Frewer? The guy who plays Job in Lawnmower Man 2. <laughs> oh, he also played Jesus Max Headroom. Oh, sorry, hold on. He also played Max Headroom. <laughs> oh, um, fuck. I don't and know. And he was also the dad who turns into a zombie in the Dawn of the Dead remake. The dad who turns into a zombie in the Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, Big Show. Oh, okay, Big Show. It was Big Show. Such a small cameraman. And who was the sassy blonde? Uh, not was she the weather? Was she Faith? weather? I think she was just another anchor or another reporter. She was cute. I like yeah. her. Yeah, she was cute. Uh, there's missing. There's one other person. And then Jim. Who's Jim? The, the He was the head anchor. The, the guy who always kind of talked like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good. Died early also. Really? Mm-hmm. God, man, maybe we should watch more of Murphy Brown on this show. <laughs> I tried watching it with my parents a little while back when I visited them, and... It's tough because there's a lot of dated political references in that show when I didn't get them in the first place. God, nothing. Dukakis jokes left and right. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Dukakis. Uh, Chris Bickley 5 says, with the WWE Network launching, what type of show shows would you like to see? Hashtag fuck you, Steve Sears. Man. 
I'd like to see the Fuck You Steve Shears show. God, that you know, as long as it isn't my ass at the end of a like in the center of a giant bullseye where people are throwing vegetables at it, I'm pretty. Be, I'd be fine with that. Well, as long as just, it wasn't that, I'd be fine with it. They're throwing them at it. They're not inserting them. Well, it's throwing with the aim to insert. I would have an issue with that. Um, I'm kind unless of, it's Thor. I think you're all right. Thor can. Thor doesn't necessarily throw that hammer. He kind of wills it places. Well, he could will that vegetable. He could will that eggplant right into your asshole. This is true. This is true. A Legends House I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, Legends House I'm very excited for. But I, I guess they could have just called that Booze Cruise in a Mansion somewhere, right? True. Which I'd watch also. That That's the show, as much as you love Total Divas in the one episode that you've watched. Because that one episode was so good. People are waiting for your extensive report on the rest of the season. Total Divas? Because you've promised it. You know what? Fine, guys. I'll watch all of Total Divas Season 1, and I'll get back to you on my special report <laughs> coming out next year, 2015. Uh, I really hope that Legends House continues, and it doesn't have to be the same cast every time, but I love the idea of just keep doing that show, keep having a Legends House. Yeah. I would be all about that, because Total Divas doesn't interest me. I've not watched it, granted, but I'm not interested by that idea. There's something very cool about seeing beautiful ladies as well as getting to see behind the sc- behind the screens. <laughs> behind the screams. At, uh, behind the screams. Behind the screams. I would like to see a old school horror show, not on the WWE Network, but something called Behind the Screams. Mm-hmm. Um, God, more documentaries, almost like ESPN's 30 for 30 would be pretty great on WWE Network. But they're always so weirdly produced, um, you know what I mean, in terms of like they're always bent for the WWE. Mm-hmm. They're never really quite investigative journalism. It's always like investigative editorial by WWE. <laughs> I would love to see a show about the merchandising of WWE. I would love to see past and present merchandise that's existed, stuff they have planned for the future, and a bunch of failed stuff. Oh yeah, they show that a little bit in Beyond the Mat. Remember, like they show this weird Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. I can't remember what it was, but it was it, like got shot down. It was like that looks fucking terrible. Who would buy that and why? Well, as I think, I think it would be it would be a very good on WWE's part to sort of show, hey, here's some mistakes we made along the way. And every once in a while, they do with the uh, May Young's hand baby coming up. Yeah, they had the YouTube show. I don't know if they still do it. The are they are you serious? Are they serious? Something like that. Yeah, or the Shockmaster. Like as long as you're yeah. sort of acknowledging that things got weird at one point, then it shows a. Uh, uh, flexibility that's always nice to see i think as that fan sits home like i bought seven of those assholes i've got all of these stone cold steve austin washcloths <laughs> they go on my body his body's on my body come on guys what's the issue come on open a can of clean ass <laughs> Uh, That's what I'd really like to see. I'd love to see, uh, yeah, any behind-the-scenes stuff I think is always cool because you're never going to see, let's book the matches. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see them in the big in the, in the room writing and having everybody shot down or Vince McMahon telling people not to look at him. Mm-hmm. You heard about that, right? Yeah. Where he's like, he doesn't like eye contact during those meetings. Man, he sounds so insecure. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should just start more rumors about writing meetings okay. at WWE. All right, um, here's one. Stephanie McMahon. I was going to say Stephanie McMahon, too. Oh! I was going to say Stephanie McMahon, too. 
Stephanie McMahon doesn't get any writing done because she's always passing notes to Hunter. Oh, that's pretty good. I heart you. It's funny because she also, because she's like, she's in charge, she intentionally passes gas <laughs> trying to see who will talk about it. And who, they, who calls her out? Yeah. And if anybody calls her out, they get bumped. Yeah. Yeah. They got to go get everybody coffee. Yeah. Which in turn makes her fart more. Mm-hmm. And then those guys who have to get the coffee for her fart in the coffee. Yeah. Oh, what a vicious cycle of farts. Oh, by the way, thanks for this coffee, Scott. It's really good. You're welcome. <laughs> what is that? Hazelnut and shit? Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rican. <laughs> Puerto Rican blend. That would be a hell of a conspiracy theory. Wouldn't if that it? were true. Wouldn't it? This Puerto Rican blend of farts, coffees, and Stephanie McMahon. I tell you, the guy who's got all the conspiracy theories, you heard a little bit about him on the Alex Shane interview that we had a little while back. Tommy End. Tommy End, this guy, I've said this to you before. I wish you were there with me sitting in this interview. Me too. This guy me is too, a fascinating me. cat. I love talking with Ali and Rosie as well. This guy is another breed. This guy, you I mean, you'll hear it in the interview. You're going to want to check this guy out, too. You're going to want to check out everybody we talked to, but you're going to want to check this guy out and talk to him about conspiracy theories and see his matches because he's devastating, too. I haven't seen Rosie and Ali in action yet. I've seen Tommy. He's brutal. He's a brute man. Kick your head off, man. That's what – if you if Ghostbusters had Tommy Lee in it and – Tommy Lee. If Ghostbusters had Tommy End in it and Bill Murray says – cockroach up on 12 says he says tommy end up on 12 kick your head off man kick it right off yeah if that was understood by the world that'd be tommy end right and uh we are back on the podcast uh with scott again uh learning about English, well, British wrestling, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously to do that, we are joined by somebody from Amsterdam who, uh, who while very nice outside the ring, is um, uh, one of the meanest people you can see. And I think the last time I was at a progress show was when you uh, kicked off Dave Mastiff's head a lot in a very good match. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, Tommy End. So uh, how are we doing today? I'm actually doing very good. In this morning, slept all the well, all the way. I wouldn't say it's an hour flight, so it's not that bad. But uh, I woke up uh, on the ground, so that's always good. Okay, and uh, we are yes, as I say, we're in education mode for Scott here. Right. Uh, why don't you tell Scott a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I'm Tommy. I've been wrestling for 12 years. I've been wrestling mainly in Europe. I've got a, a contract in Japan for Big Japan for wrestling. I work in the states very often uh, for CZW. Um, I've uh, been wrestling a lot in the UK, United Kingdom, since last year. I've been there before, but lately, especially last year, I've been building up my name a lot more in the UK, and I've been wrestling all over Europe. So that's great. And uh, you're one half of a tag team with a lovely, uh, nice, calm name. Uh, if you tell, tell Scott a bit about the tag team as well. <laughs> I'm also part of uh, the tag team called the Sumerian Death Squad, uh, with my tag partner and uh, a lifelong friend, actually, Michael Dante. Okay. He's, uh, I think, five sizes bigger than me, and uh, he's a massive powerhouse, a really mean dude, really big, powerful, uh, can I, can I swear on yeah. this? Oh, yeah. Motherfucker. Fuck away. So. <laughs> Sumerian Death Squad. Yep. Okay. Um, that's, that's Your the best question name. is going to be, where does the name come from? I, wa- I want to know 
how excited you were when you finally hit that name? And well, what was the name right before where you're like, I guess that's the name, well, right? It's actually, uh, um, there's, a, there's quite the story there. Um, when I was younger, I grew up with a bunch of friends, and uh, I've always been hard, like, 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 really, really into the hardcore scene, mm -hmm. and hardcore metal, stuff like that. Your, your uh, incredible tattoos don't really seem to show that from you. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so, that, so that we got that clear. Yes. You know? Okay, okay, so. <laughs> um, and uh, a buddy of mine, uh, we were 15 at the time, okay. so a buddy of mine used to always say, for the fun of it, we're the Amsterdam Mosh Esquadre. Um, okay. And uh, up to the point where Don and me started wrestling, uh, West Section Wrestling Germany asked us to, you know, we want you guys to tag. And we always wanted to tag because we, we grew up together, we trained together, so we know each other in and out. And we've mm -hmm. always pushed for when you guys are going to let us tag. So eventually they said, like, okay, um, you guys are tagging, um, go with it. And we were sitting in the car on the way, and we're like, do we really, do we really want to stick with the Amsterdam Mosh Pit Esquadre. <laughs> and they were thinking, because like both our interests is very into like occult things, conspiracy things, and okay. uh, I'm very high on uh, religious things. I'm not a religious person myself, but I like to read about it, because I find it very interesting to read all the stories of all the religions throughout the world. Sure. And uh, one of my favorite, favorite subjects in uh, the world's history are the Sumerians, or pretty much the first modern civilization there ever was. And they wrote about, which is a conspiracy theory, they wrote about on clay tablets how we were manufactured between an alien race called the Anunnaki and uh, uh, a human being, or more, more or less a primate, and that's how man's existence started. Mm -hmm. They have this written on clay tablets, it's the first modern civilization ever before that there was nothing. So okay. this is their story. And I was always really fascinated by that, and um, I always kind of liked the idea of having a deaf a squad, mm -hmm. a deaf squad. So we we picked the Sumerian deaf squad, and we're like, you know, that's it. That's the name, the Sumerian deaf squad. And we kind of based the entire uh, gimmick. At first, it started out more as like uh, hardcore based, like we were these anti-hero hardcore kids, and you know, anti-establishment this and blah. And uh, during the time we started calling our tag teams uh, uh, conspiracy theories, so we had like mm -hmm. uh, the Majestic 12, we had the 21 Gunsel, we had the Martial Law Powerbomb. So we were awesome. thinking to ourselves, going like, but why do we like this so much? Why don't we include that more into like the, the characters that we are? So Yeah, nobody's doing anything like that. Exactly, so we started doing it and we got great response. So what we basically do, if you if you type in Sumerian Death Squad promos or, or ICW promos, because they're more, they, 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 those, uh, those characters were really pushed in ICW. If you type them in, um, you'll see us doing really creepy promos with seances and uh, candles and pentagrams and talking about how the Illuminati sends us contracts to take out other wrestlers and it caught on really quick because people really seem to like what we're doing because it's something you haven't seen before plus the, the tag team's maneuvers that we do is also relatively kind of unique what we do because mm -hmm. we kind of think outside of the box. That's great. Yeah, you have this dark and dangerous but it's not too fantastical by any no, means. Not it's, no, not at all. So it's something that fans can relate to I mean I would call myself if I would describe the gimmick and I'll call businessman oh, that's great I love <laughs> that that's uh, great see, after that description of how the name came about I think I would absolutely love to watch you and Alex Shane have, 
have a, like an hour long conversation because <laughs> I, I have spent hours in, that, in, in a car with that man and he will just, like every time we drive through this one bit in London he goes do you see that flow do you see the Illuminati and then he'll tell me for 20 minutes about yeah, it yeah I'm like that as well yeah I, I think uh, I think maybe Alex should... Shane should join the Sumerian desk guy you guys are pre Jesse Ventura, also, you know? Yeah. He was doing all the yeah. conspiracy yeah. stuff after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah, we, we've been around since early 2010. Okay. Uh, as a tag team, obviously, like I said, we've been wrestling for 12 years, but the whole Sumerian desk got formed around three, four years ago. And you're still, from all that time, from kids, you guys are friends yeah. all this time, and that's got to be an amazing feeling that hearing other people's stories and hearing about other wrestlers that they've gone through the years and you hear about don't trust anybody, don't uh, rely on anybody, but you guys have this bond, this friendship. Well, we that... do. Like, I mean, like with any, any good relation, um, it gets tested mm -hmm. every time. Every once in a while it gets tested. And we've, we've had some really big tests, but, you know, they stood the time and uh, we're still really good friends and uh, we see each other weekly. So, uh, obviously, you know, he lives a little bit further away from me nowadays with, you know, with this girl. I live with my girl, so you know things change, but the wrestling is there to keep you together and to keep the bond strong. That's so. great. And you, for, uh, for the Sumerian Death Squad, that you yeah. guys are so tight and so close. Yeah. Lovely bond of friendship with the Sumerian Death Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Only in wrestling. Eh? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, and you've, uh, you've you've mentioned um, you mentioned ICW yeah. and its progress here. Um, I have well, let's start with ICW. I have tried to describe ICW to Scott, but it's kind of difficult. Uh, give it your best shot. <laughs> give it my best shot. You ever seen The Lost Boys? Yes. Right. Imagine The Lost Boys with uh, Psycho Circus on steroids. Wow. That's my best description of it. If okay. you think you got bored watching wrestling, and I've said this in an interview before, if you <laughs> think you got bored watching wrestling, watch ICW. Because in a whole new world will open for you. And the same goes with progress wrestling. If you think you've seen it all, you've seen everything, watch those two companies. Yes, and uh, I think Scott's going to, well, he's going to experience progress for himself very soon. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that it's, I've, I think with progress, I mean, I've been, you know, you've been to, you've been, you go to the big shows with the big arenas, but when it's in progress and that's like, enclosed area it's just the, the noise and the, the environment and the environment and everybody's there they just it's every guy is hot for everything it's i've never experienced anything like progress i think it's it's absolutely insane i'm really looking forward to the show i'm really excited to see you it. should be it's going to yeah. be awesome really I'm, I'm really glad i'm part of this i'm really glad to be a part of the all the wrestling in the united, united kingdom right now there's so much to do in the united kingdom it's booming with good promotions good talent uh, good people making the shows, so you're in for a treat, really. I am. Right. No and conspiracy yeah. about it. No, no conspiracy, conspiracy about it. It's all in the open. It's yeah. all in the open. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Oh, that's what's one that's like constantly, <laughs> like that constantly gets you? I think. I think. Thinking I or think rethinking. There, there, a top three in random order. Sure. I think Skinwalker Ranch. Um, Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. The look, the look that How you long do you have for this podcast? Just believe me. No. Can you sum it up in a Okay. Uh, Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch is uh, a ranch in America. Uh, don't pinpoint me down on the, on, on the position. I believe okay. it's close to the Mexican border. Um, and supposedly there's an entire subterranean base there and they have a lot of experience. And a lot of 
people have seen, obviously, you know, your usual UFO science, but also aliens, even like werewolves and uh, 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 nocturnal creatures, uh, even people describing like, like, like tigers walking up straight, and like humanoid tigers walking up straight. <laughs> and, and, well, you know, Skinwalker Ranch. These are, these you know, are potential tag team partners, partners, by the way. Huh? These are potential places to pull tag team partners, by the way. In case it doesn't <laughs> exactly. Work out. If Dante can cut it, I'll tag it a tiger. I'm like, come on, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Gnarl the shit out of him, no. Um, I mean, Skinwalker, you know what a Skinwalker is? I don't Skinwalker, yes, yeah. they oh, walk okay. in skins. It's a Native American werewolf, basically. Okay. The, the Native Americans believe that they could uh, put on the clothes, like, like the skin of a bear and they transform into the bear. That's why they were called Skinwalkers. Okay. So uh, Skinwalker is just one of them. The Majestic 12 is another one, which is uh, formed by Eisenhower. And um, it, was a, uh, it was a group of 12 people to monitor extraterrestrial activity. And it's it's actually been documented, so it's it's not like it's a it's a conspiracy theory, like it's uh, um, like it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. They've actually admitted to it. Like, yes, we had an observation point for we had twelve people for a program to monitor extraterrestrial activity or like UFOs or whatever. Um, and what would my third one be? Oh, this is so different. <laughs> so um, I think the Hollow Earth theory. Okay. Um, supposedly, uh, back in. Uh, I think in the 40s, early 50s, there was a, a plane, uh, one, one pilot plane is a very famous um, pilot who flew over Antarctica. And he flew over Antarctica and his, 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 his supposedly he wrote, wrote a book about it. Supposedly his, um, his plane started malfunctioning and doing weird things and it, it kind of felt like it, it, it got a life of its own and started steering towards something else. And over the speaker he could hear beings talking to him and he landed in a, in a valley in the middle of America where it's green, there's grass, there's animals, everything. An entire society was living in our earth and uh, he was off the grid for days and they showed him around and they told him why they didn't contact us and they told, told him a bunch of things and then he flew, uh, they, they fixed him up and they made him, made, made him fly back again. And the moment he landed, supposedly, because you know we can never know if this is true, obviously, mm -hmm. supposedly uh, the U U.S. military force came out to him and said, "If you ever sp speak about anything you've, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've, you've seen there, we will kill you." So right before his death, he, uh, well, he already wrote the book, but he published the book right before he died. Wow! And I think on that note, <laughs> if, uh, if yeah, so if people are uh, trying. Especially, uh, you know, in the, yeah, in the, for, for us US fans, but, yeah. for my audience, you know, where can they find you? Social media. Social media. You can find me on twitter.com uh, slash Tommy End. You can also find me on Facebook on the same link, obviously, facebook.com slash Tommy End. Sumerian Death Squad. Ah, oh, sounds so good to say. It fucking rolls off the tongue. Oh my god. So cool. So cool. Or Rybaxel. No, fuck you, Rybaxel. No, Sumerian Death Squad. Holy shit. Uh, it's like Gozer the Gozerian. I'm glad you made that Ghostbusters reference because Sumeria is like, you know, mm -hmm. there's the Gozerians, there's the, uh, the, Car the Carpathians. Got a yeah. lot of good words out there. A mm -hmm. Like, that's how you fucking name a wrestling team. Mm -hmm. Wrestling tag team. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Who gives a shit if they dress alike? They're the Sumerian Death Squad. I like it. That's I like it. So fucking cool. That is a great interview, Scott. <laughs> well, that made me think. 
That guy knows his conspiracy theories. Alex Shane knows his conspiracy theories. Who else knows their conspiracy theories that's been on this show? Got me thinking. I called up A.W., Oh. Friend of the show, Abraham Washington. Yeah. Former manager of primetime players. That guy, he was really going places. He's really controversial, that guy. Mm-hmm. And he's talked about some of his conspiracy theories on the show. I thought we should get him in and have him talk about some of the latest conspiracy theories and all that and comment about PTP. Let's do it. All right. Well, he's here in the lobby. We should just unlock the door. I thought you had him on the phone. Oh, you called him up and he's here? Yeah, he's here. All right. Lower the drawbridge. Uh, Luke, Luke Carper, could you lower the drawbridge, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lisa's not sitting on the couch anymore. At least Luke Carper. Oh, he's riding in on a horse. <laughs> Holy shit! Good thing we lowered that drawbridge. Yeah, good thing. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Good to be back. Hey, uh, Abraham Washington, everybody. What do you want to? You want to corral that horse? No, man. You're just, just gonna get some hay or something. I can hold this microphone up here. That's fine. You're just gonna. Be on the horse the entire interview? Yeah. Is that weird for you? It's unusual. Is it? We've never had a guest be on a horse this entire time. Well, He's I'm just th- still clomping around and, and <laughs> neighing every so often. Hopefully he isn't clomping around this entire interview, but oh well, if it happens, it happens, you know? Okay. Because a lot of things that happen in this big, crazy world of ours, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of things are strange. You can't explain it. But there's explanations out there, and a lot of people don't know. There are a lot of things yeah. out there. I there? want to believe. I choose to believe. Like the shield? Believe in the shield? Yeah, it's a lot of stuff there, too. Don't I don't want to get too far into it, but, you know, Illuminati, Monsanto, uh-huh. drones. Drones? Yeah. What's a conspiracy theory about drones? Oh, it's not so much a conspiracy theory. We got robotic planes that bomb people in other countries. Yeah, that's convenient, right? Yeah, I suppose. Saves on gas. <laughs> well, okay. Well, you've heard these conspiracy theories said on our podcast, right? Yeah. By Tommy N and by Alex Shane. Oh, yeah. Are any of those real or any of those valid? I can neither confirm nor deny the existence of skinwalkers or the hollow earth theory. Can your horse? You, you want to say something, Buttercup? <laughs> no, you want to stay quiet on this one, Buttercup? All right. See, apologies, policy. Silence is, they, they pay for the silence. Who? They. Who's they? T-H-E-Y. Terminal Hair Energized Yurts. What? Terminal Hair Energized Yurts? I'm just kidding. Yurts is the Mongolian tent. They got them, uh, the Mongolians used them when they were traversing the plains and taking over the Asian world. I'm sorry. You seem bored by what you're saying. You're looking off in the distance as you speak. Well, I can tell you're not taking my conspiracy seriously. I am taking them seriously. I want to know who they are. I want to know about the Yurts. Uh, look, all people know is that it's an acronym and it stands for everybody that's not us seeking the truth. Right. All right. I'm seeking the truth. Yeah, I'm a, you I'm a truth know. seeker. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with some basics. Just some simple things. All right. Okay. Okay. Primetime players. Right. Right. Titus O'Neil, mm-hmm. Darren Young. Yeah, you got it right the first time this Didn't time. Didn't I? Mm-hmm. Didn't I? Yeah. Millions of dollars. All right? Yeah. Primetime players. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're fighting now. Right. Yeah, they split up as a tag team. Yeah, they that that tag team was my heart, and now it's split in two because now I got my, my two best bros fighting each other. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Hey, man, it happens. It does happen. It does happen. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. Mm-hmm. You could even say... The ending has already been written. The ending has been written? It's been fixed, man. What? Yeah. What's the end? One of them wins. Which one? 
Who knows? Watch the elimination chamber to find out. Well, shit, wait, I thought you knew. Well, I, uh, they're called conspiracy theories, not conspiracy answers. Oh, I see. Yeah. So who's the theory on who wins? Well, think of it this way, all right? Okay, okay. So there's a face on Mars. What? You know the face on Mars? No. Google face on Mars. Google face on Mars. That's a verb. Google the face on Mars. Okay. There's a face on Mars. All right. Well, that's at the point of attention. Is it like the moon in Legend of Zelda? Um, The one with the moon? Majora's Mask? Yeah. Is it like that? No. Oh, okay. But that is a very interesting study about Link dying at the beginning of it and then having to go through the five stages of grief. Right. It's a little bit like Nino Cooney. Right. Game is only on PS3. Finding Nemo Cooney. That's right. Anyway, Mars, all right, has it's got, got a face. pyramids and cities on the surface of the uh, of the of the Mars, right? What? Really? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you didn't know there's a face. I didn't know this. No. Okay. Yeah, and they're all making a point, right? Well, geometrically on Mars. Okay. Yeah, and the fact that there's a a pyramid, a tetrahedron on Mars. Uh-huh. If you were to take that tetrahedron and make each of those focal points the sharp points of the pyramid. Yeah. Like the part that hits your hand if it's if it's a paper paper you know a little uh, a basketball. Yeah, paper <laughs> basketball on no uh, no paperweight on someone's desk. Oh yeah okay. So if you touch the finger one of those points on the tetrahedron or a pyramid, mm-hmm. and then you put that inside of an Earth or a globe or a planet. Yeah. Each one of those points would have a focal point of energy on the planet. Right. So. Each time there's a little one of those focal points, right? Hear me out. Yes, I'm hearing. Hear me out. I'm hearing you. You hearing me? Yes. Then that's where you've got an energy focalization on the planet. So there's a face here and there's a pyramid there. And then you've got the city there and you got a cliff face right here. Right. So if you were to take that tetrahedron Uh and put it inside the earth, where each of the sharp points right, focus right, and right. then surface on the earth. Sure. You have one that's in Hawaii with a bunch of volcanoes. Mm-hmm. Another one that's at one of the polar axes at the top or the bottom where it's real cold. Yes. And then you got another one, perhaps even right here at the Comedy Podcast headquarters. Yeah. Or Titan Towers in Connecticut. And that's why primetime players are totally facing each other. It's a conspiracy. Your horse, Buttercup, has been eating the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups this entire time you've been speaking. Oh, my God. This horse is allergic to peanut butter. Oh, no. It has a tree nut allergy. <laughs> oh, no. What that do we do? That is a conspiracy. You've just been feeding this peanut cup from a buttercup. And I'm... i got to get this horse to a doctor. I need an EpiPen for this horse. Well, um, I'm sure we have a doctor on site. Someone could... Uh, Mrs. Dad is here, and he knows everything about candy. Who the fuck is Mrs. Dad? <laughs> Not, not, not Mrs. Well, I understand how progressive the WWE is. You got your Darren Youngs and you got your Ms. and you got your Alberto Del Rios with their proclivities. But who the fuck is Mrs. Dad? It's not like Mr. Mom. It's Ms. The Ms. The Mrs. Dad. He knows everything about candy. All I heard was Mrs. Dad. It no. sounds like someone got married and the surname is Dad. M-I-Z apostrophe S. My horse is fucking dying! <laughs> I know, but he knows everything about candy and could probably get candy out of any situation. So if there is half-digested candy within a horse, I think Mrs. Dad would be able to retrieve well, it. you get that motherfucker in here right now before I just put on my headset and say some really racially insensitive stuff about Don Ho. Well, please don't. No, he's he's standing in the in the lobby right now. I see him just slowly wiping his chin. Ugh. 
uh, Mrs. Dad, would you come in here, please? Is everything okay? Uh, no, it's not. There's a bunch of Reese's peanut butter cups lodged inside of Buttercup, which is uh, A.W.'s horse. Oh, did you say peanut butter cups? Reese's peanut butter cups, to be specific. Reese's peanut butter cups? Are they dark chocolate? Uh, it's not important. No. Okay. <laughs> They're lodged inside. The, the horse has a, a tree nut allergy, and we need to remove them oh as quickly as God. possible. What a beautiful horse. <laughs> it is a beautiful horse. It won't be for long if we don't get these Reese's peanut no butter No shit, cups. motherfucker. What about my horse? All right? This is Should I get off it? Should I stay <laughs> mounted? What do you want from me? Well, first off, A.W., Mrs. Dad, Mrs. Nice Dad, A.W. A.W., nice to meet you. Buttercup, Mrs. Dad, Mrs. Dad, Buttercup. Nice to meet you. Buttercup, A.W., A.W., Buttercup. And I'm Scott Narvitz. Nice to meet all of you. Hey, Scott, how you doing? How you doing? Luke Harper over here. Luke Harper, how do you do? Hey, Luke Harper, how are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good morrow, sir. Man, what the fuck is Jack Swagger doing here? He's the general manager of Curtain Jerks. Guys, look, there's... A crisis at hand. We need to save this horse. A.W., I recommend you staying on the horse to keep him uh, stable and to keep him uh, in check mentally. And you know. well, I guess I'll just keep brushing the horse's mane, all right? Okay. Uh, I guess I'll just reach inside of this horse. And, uh, <laughs> the, for the, the listener at home? Get the peanut butter cups. For the listener at home, uh, Mrs. Dad is not going through the mouth. He's going through the rectum. He's pulled up the tail and is uh, gently going through the rectum and using his left hand and ex- pulling out what I hope to be a lump of Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, that's horse poop. <laughs> that was a giant apple of horse poop. Perhaps if you go through the mouth, maybe they're still closer towards... Well, you want me to kiss a horse? <laughs> no, man, he just wants you to kiss a horse. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get out of here. I guess Luke Harper wants you to kiss the horse. Yes, the horse is looking at me. I could kiss it. Just kiss it. Maybe you'll be able to remove the peanut butter cups that way. If it's a white horse, it could be turning blue because it's allergic to tree nuts. Well, now would be the time to kiss the horse if you're going to kiss the horse. Fuck you, Mrs. Dad. If anybody condones kissing this horse in front of me, I will get so pissed off. I will take off this purple blazer. I think it's about time that you kiss that motherfucking horse. All right. Uh... Mrs. Dad is extending his jaw and opening it up to widen to be the length of the uh, horse's jaw. Oh, the horse bit me. <laughs> the horse bit my mouth. Oh, but look at what fell onto your chest. It's a lump of Reese's peanut butter cups. And lip blood. <laughs> and peanut butter cups and lip blood. Mm-hmm. Just like my wedding night. <laughs> really? Hey, Mrs. Dad. Mrs. Dad. <laughs> I appreciate everything you did for me today. Why don't you hop up on this on Buttercup with me and let's ride on out of here. Whoa! Do you really mean it? Just take my hand, man. It's incredible. Mrs. Dad didn't even take his hand. He just leapt onto that horse. He's facing the wrong way, though. Oh, and they just rode on out of here. They rode on out. Man, that's a WWE film I want to see. I want to see that, too. Mm-hmm. Flight of the Pegasus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Starring A.W. and Mrs. Dad. We'll keep Giovanni Ribisi, though. Oh, God. Why do we got to keep him on? Because he's fantastically weird. He is weird. That, I'd like to see uh, Jesus Giovanni Ribisi as a valet manager for a wrestler. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. For the Wyatts? Yeah. 
I, no, he'd be their attorney. A burnt little cousin. I, I no, I think he would be their attorney because you know what the Wyatts need? They need a really ratty attorney who just makes <laughs> everything they like. They're super weird, but for somehow they can pay for this attorney. Well, maybe someday we'll have Giovanni Ribisi on to talk about that character role that he could play. Haven't we? I don't know. No. Okay. He's been in our Bro Squad Five shows. That's right. Okay. Well, that wraps up another Curtain Jerks episode. We saved a horse. We saved a horse's life. Ah, it's just like that screenwriting book. Save the horse. Save the horse. Kill a fish. Yeah, take the cannoli, save the horse. We have had great guests on today. We've had Rosie Leon, Ollie Armstrong, Tommy End. Go find them on Twitter. We'll be plugging them all week long. We'll put uh, videos up on Facebook and check out all their stuff there. Great stuff. Next week, we're going to have Glenn Joseph co-owner of progress wrestling and we'll be talking more in depth about the show that i saw chapter 11 and uh maybe see if we have time enough because it's a tight schedule here we'll see if we can maybe uh watch a little bit i'll show steve some of the stuff but I'll go into the chance and all the the fun aspects that was chapter 11 show and then the week after that rockstar spud jam-packed nice. jam-packed this england tour is coming to an end of bringing it all to you and uh, so we'll have more. And again, Elimination Chamber, you're going to have to check that out. Our predictions on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. And, uh, and like I said before, and again, on a sad note, Big Daddy V, Viscera, beloved, a fun guy to watch for many, many a year. And it's sad to hear about his passing. And apparently he's in more movies than I even, even ever realized. So wrong side of town for sure. I remember... Uh I can't remember any other movies that he was in. I know that he's been in a ton. Okay. But I just remembered back when I was in high school, uh, I didn't have TNN. Uh -huh. Like I said all this before. And my friend was telling me, because he had TNN, and he would watch Raw the night before. And he was like, oh, man, it was great. Big Daddy V showed up, and he was wearing a G-string, and it was really creepy and weird. <laughs> and I was like, are we talking about the same guy? The black guy with the <laughs> with the blonde mohawk with the tiny little eyes? Yeah, the creepy contacts in there. Yeah, and he and it was like, Every, when, whenever you don't watch wrestling and somebody describes it to you, it does sound like the most amazing thing on the planet. And then when you watch it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But when someone describes it to you, it never makes sense. Yeah. That guy was larger than life and a cool character, and hopefully someday he gets a spot in the Hall of Fame. And our thoughts and prayers go out to the friends and family of Big Daddy V. So for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narber. I'm Steve Seard. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.